Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Scholars Movie News, your source for film headlines, previews, and reviews, all in glorious podcast form, and brought to you by LRM Online. I'm Fox, and with me virtually, we have Chris. Hey there, everybody. And Jill. Hello, everyone. In this week's episode, number 382, we have... Our first look at Marvel's Eternals. And a Spider-Man villain gets cast... But we begin with the next iteration of Superman as we once again play Script Doctor. In this game, I steal the win right out from Jill and Chris because it's all part of my Lexa Con. All right, <laughs> Jill, DC is going to reboot the Man of Steel franchise with a new actor and staff. Tanahasi Coates is set to write and J.J. Abrams will produce, although he will not direct. Reports suggest that DC will choose people of color to fill out most of the team. So your picks for director and the person to play Superman are whom? Quick note, I am disqualifying Michael B. Jordan given his previous linkage to the property, which makes him an obvious front runner. So someone other than him, the floor <laughs> is yours. Um, the, the person who instantly came to mind uh, to for Superman mm-hmm. was Daniel Kaluuya. You know, Superman has really classic good looks. He's really optimistic and hopeful and he wants to do good. And I just feel like Daniel Kaluuya is so sincere when he acts. And I'm sure some of that is just he's very talented. But he, I just feel like he could bring the spirit of Superman to the screen. So that was my pick for Superman cast. Do you want us to do both? both yeah, go Superman ahead and tell me your director, director since, okay. we're, since we're talking about um, the person I picked for director was Gina Prince Blythewood. And mm. some of this might be that I heard this really amazing interview with her on, I think it was Fresh Air. I'll give NPR some credit the other day <laughs> because she just directed The Old Guard. People might know her better from Love and Basketball. I think she's she grew up as an athlete and that's how she got into film. But um, But she just directed The Old Guard for Netflix, which was great. And she talked a lot about her her strategy for directing action and how directing sports action and like comic book action was really very similar and sort of <laughs> what she brought to the different uh, fight sequences and things like that. And she just seems so thoughtful. I really think that she's going to do a lot with her career and she's directed comic book movie before. I think she would be a great fit for the new Superman movie. I love that pick a lot. I'm going to stick with director and do that one first because it was Daniel Kaluuya's performance in this movie that led me to this director. So I'm going with Shaka King, given his mm. amazing work on the heavily Oscar-nominated Judas and the Black Messiah, which came out this year. And he directed Kaluuya, who played Fred Hampton, and that character was incredibly charismatic, just commanding the control and attention of everyone around him, and also found a way to 
uh, unite lots of different people, which I think is a quality inherent in Superman. And also in that film, Juice and the Black Messiah, there was a mix of dramatic with some pretty intense action sequences, making me think Shaka King is up to the challenge. But my Superman, I'm going a little bit of a different direction, and I'm going with Reggae Jean Page. Now, most people will know him from Bridgerton, um, which I have not seen, but I did see his fantastic performance on SNL. Um, and this seems like an odd proving ground for the Man of Steel, but he was so dynamic and affable <laughs> and funny and lovable that I just thought he would make a great Superman. And I should also note two other things that are coming up on Mr. Page's schedule. First is The Gray Man, which is going to be a heavy action adventure film. And the second is the adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons, signaling to me that he's very much into genre. So those are my picks. Chris, what do you got for me? It's interesting. For my director pick, I also picked someone who has directed Daniel Kaluuya very successfully. And that's Did Jordan, you really? Jordan Peele is my pick for a director. <laughs> oh, of course. Jordan, yeah. he, he's somebody the who... scariest Superman movie ever. Is that what we're going to get? <laughs> but no, he's somebody who plays so well in, in comedy and suspense and you know, a little true. bit of science fiction. Uh, I think he's somebody with a lot of talents and a huge amount of social commentary. And if you're you know, if your idea is to tell a black Superman story, uh, I can't think of anybody better than Jordan Peele to sort of see that through. So I think it'd be a really fun pick to to make that happen. But as, as far as actors, uh, I actually went with William Jackson Harper, who is probably best known for playing mm. Cheaty on The Good Place. Um, he's another I guy. I thought about him. He's, he's <laughs> A, he's in great shape already, we, we know. B, he's somebody who can sort of bounce back between comedy and drama really well. Uh, he's somebody who puts glasses on and takes glasses off with incredible prowess and would be great in that sort of Clark Kent versus <laughs> Superman a necessary role. requirement right e- there. Exactly. Um, and unlike Daniel Kaluuya, he's American, which I feel like is important if you're telling an American Superman story for some reason. we got a lot of British actors <laughs> playing American superheroes, so I'd like to see a little few more Americans here and there where we can. <laughs> We're going to get into that topic a little bit later in this show. All right. I like all your picks, Chris. Thanks. I like all your picks. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Chris, and I am going to stay with you here because trailers for 2021 Marvel titles keep on coming. And now we have our first look at Marvel's Eternals coming us from director Chloe Zhao, fresh off her Best Director Academy Award win for Nomadland. To you, the film looks what? Expansive is my answer for this. Uh, it seems to be a story that's told across epochs, across ages, over an incredible <laughs> time span. <laughs> which I guess shouldn't be terribly astonishing for a movie called The Eternals, after all. But I guess we've got to see that they are actually eternal and unchanging, uh, <laughs> or at least seemingly so. So I'm hearing that sort of keeping to uh, Zhao's filmmaking style, basically anything that can be captured in camera, i.e. not CGI, is going to be right. captured in camera. So when you're seeing these sweeping vistas and cliffsides over the seas, the you know these incredible dramatic uh, shots and landscapes and even city scenes. These are all done by actually taking our actors to these locations and filming these gorgeous shots. Now that probably doesn't apply to like spaceships coming in uh, or things like that. There's certainly <laughs> CGI elements here, but it is going to be really interesting to see how Zhao's personal directorial style and tone mix with what has kind of become a fairly strong Marvel house style, right? Because a lot of quickly the action moments feel I don't want to say terribly samey, but awfully similar kind of movie to movie. We know a lot of the B unit directing is is sort of done by standby Marvel crew. So it has a very certain <laughs> particular feel to it. And so I, I'm really curious 
what her action scenes are going to be like. I mean, I know she's going to have a lot of great small character moments, uh, a, a lot of grand vistas, of course, in her style, but I'm so, so curious what she brings to the rest of the movie and how successful that's going to be and whether it's going to feel like a, a clash with those Marvel folks. Um, but I'm really excited to see it. And I've got to say, after seeing the trailer or this this teaser, I'm much more excited to see it now than I was before because I didn't really get what it's all about, but I'm kind of liking what it's laying down. I'm intensely curious. <laughs> yeah, I agree with it a lot, Chris. You know, it's funny you talked about it being expansive. And the first word that came to mind was epic for yeah. me. You know, it has that, that grand feel to it. But what's funny is that on, that's on one side of the spectrum. And yet in the same way, I found it to be rather intimate. Hmm. Like I found there are these really close up shots of her characters interacting on a very personal level with each other and the lowly humans of Earth. And I, to me, it almost reminded me like a fairy tale, like mm. a fairy tale that's going to be told over many, many, as you said, uh, eras and centuries and things like that. So I, like you, um, am very curious about this. It seems like there's going to be familiar themes moving through time. And I kind of like that idea. I'm, I'm yearning for more. So the teaser was effective in that regard. Jill, what about you? It's interesting. I feel like all of us really were struck by the visuals you mm -hmm. know this was mm -hmm. if anything a really beautiful trailer and there wasn't any action in it which was interesting mm -hmm. i have no That's idea point, what yeah. her action style is i've heard this story described as a love story it's going to be really interesting to see how much of this is really relationship focused and what if you know what have these characters been doing over the course of all these millennia you get these you get it kind of teased with these huge shots of historic sites and events, but it's all so big. It'll be really interesting to see how that all comes together. All right. Well, Jill, sticking with Marvel, but at a, another studio, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who incidentally played Quicksilver in the MCU, will <laughs> play Spider-Man foe Craven the Hunter, uh, although Spidey's inclusion in the film is uncertain. This is a solo film about Craven the Hunter. The casting is what? This seemed like a really safe pick to me. And maybe that's just what is going to, like, where they're taking the movie. But this is an actor who's known to the MCU, who's typically does really dramatic performances, who's even showcased his Eastern European accent before without any complaints. You know, he's, this seems like a very traditional telling of the Craven tale. And so it'll be interesting to see if they do anything to modernize it. Is it really just going to be about you know, his hunting prowess. I don't know. But this seems like a very traditional and safe pick to me. Yeah, I, I'm going in a very similar direction here, although I'm going to be a little bit more passionate about it. This pick is white. Um, you know, Craven's, Craven's real name historically is Sergei Cravenoff. If it's not clear from that commie dripping name, <laughs> this is a very Russian character. And I... I don't understand why you get Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is English, to play this role. You know, he has played Russian before. He was in Anna Karenina. So I guess he pulls it off, and that's okay. But you're going to tell me you really can't find any actual Russian actors um, or even real Eastern European people who could take this on. Like, Taylor Johnson's whiteness is the only thing that connects him to Craven the Hunter. But secondly, and this sort of is what Jill was saying, this is so boring. I, I don't mind ATJ as an actor, but there's no value proposition here that makes me curious about this person in this role. There's just nothing special about this. And I actually think Sony agrees with me because they're dumping this in the middle of January 2023. 
Wow, not well, even all February. The big, huh? well, all the big superhero movies come out to play. So <laughs> I just think this was such a waste all across the uh-huh. board. It does make you wonder if maybe it's not entirely working out for them. It's, but I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. My word yeah. for this is young, just because, I mean, when I think of Craven, I think of kind of the best known Craven storyline, which is uh, Craven's last hunt when he's sort of uh, aging sure. and wants to get out of the game. And he finally pulls off one last. Uh, uh, one last kill, and it's Spider-Man. Yikes! And then he uh, takes <laughs> off the the Spider-Man costume, and for some reason puts it on himself, and then goes on hunting spree against all of Spider-Man's grand nemeses, and sort of taking them out one by one in, in uh, spectacular fashion. Uh, I won't spoil the ending of that, but Spider-Man not actually dead. Who knew? In a comic book character, what? not actually dead when he appears to be dead. Sorry, spoiler alert on that one. Uh, so to to me, casting somebody like Aaron Taylor Johnson. It just seems like, I, are we at the beginning of his career? It seems it seems a little early. It's the origin story, Chris. I've always needed the origin story. Yeah, I mean, like, guy hunts hunt stuff. They Guy's can't do his stuff. last his last hunt is the first movie they do about but him. But I don't know that there's they a really lot be of boxing other themselves good in. Craven stories to draw from. Right. Craven's a like, weird how many, how just many wears around animal skins and, like, hunts things and says Russian stuff. <laughs> like, and he eats Sony, herbs to make him strong, Sony which are never identified. Sony is all about the sequel. Yes. There's no way that they would go into a movie planning on not making a sequel. I don't really know what Sony is I, all about. And I got to say, I'm I'm not necessarily loving it. Craven, to me, is not a great character. But I guess I could put him in the pile with other characters that Sony is trying to build a non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man universe out of. So uh, hmm. this is maybe just not for me, but I'm not totally feeling it. I wouldn't mind him as a throwaway character in a larger Spider-Man sure. film, but a whole film focused on him seems bizarro to me. Yeah. All right. Let's finish with one last piece of casting news. The long gestating new Willy Wonka movie has found its lead in Timothy Chalamet, who will next be seen in Dune. He will make the film what, Chris? Unsettling is my is my answer. <laughs> uh, Willy, Willy Wonka, talk about unsettling, has, has always been a weird and pretty dark character who they just kind of paper over with this very, very thin veneer of whimsy and charm. Uh, there is, if you, if you look back at the original Willy Wonka movie or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, horrifying stuff going on in that chocolate factory. I, mm-hmm. I do not know when their last OSHA visit was, but it was not recently. Uh, <laughs> or whatever the British equivalent. Uh, so I don't know. Timothy Chalamet to me does not exude whimsy. I was trying to think of any role when he really was like uh, super charming in a, in a lighthearted way, or um, when we when we've seen that element of uh, of light charisma. And I just I can't really I can't really think of one. So either this is a total reach for him, or you know he contains multitudes that we just have not seen on film yet. Which I, I won't count out. Timothy Chalamet is a, is a very good actor, and so he might perform really well in this um so i guess i'm curious to see what his range is and what new (laughs) atrocities he commits in this movie oh my gosh all right well i'm i'm actually in a similar way but i'm falling on the positive side of that point chris because my word was it'll make the film intriguing because i agree with you i've never seen timothy chalamet 
do anything that makes me think he can do this, but nothing that makes me think he can't. He has hosted SNL, which is probably the closest you're going to get to this. Uh, I hope he can sing because this is supposed to be a musical. And I do think he looks a little bit like a young Gene Wilder. So I'll give them that. Like if they want to do the whole, this really is a true prequel to that style and flavor and tone, then he's probably not a bad pick. Um, But I agree with you. I mean, he's been in things like Little Women, Lady Bird, Call Me By Your Name. And I don't get, you know, happy, charismatic (laughs) from any of those things. But if he can do it, then it would be a real checkbox to his credibility um, in terms of trying to be a prolific, robust actor. So it's sort of like it could be a train wreck. It could be kind of whimsy, but it's something I'm going to watch either way because of that actor, unlike, say, The Last Story. Um, The one thing I want to mention real quick that gives this at least a heartbeat, as far as I'm concerned, this whole project, is that it's being overseen by Paul King. And that is the man who wrote and directed the last two Paddington movies, which were universally loved. And he is writing and directing this one. So that man knows how to make a family-friendly, happy adventure. So it's in at least, you know, historically good hands, even if that history is not really long. Uh, Anyway, Jill. I feel like directing a musical is such a different thing than directing a regular family-friendly movie, but maybe that's not maybe that's not true. That's sort of an interesting pick for him. I, I, I mean, I think my thoughts were very much like yours. He generally, I think of him as a very serious actor, and not that he isn't talented, but it's hard to imagine him in a role um, that's fun. <laughs> that brings that bring that or that brings some fun to this character. And maybe you get some of that just with the fact that it's a musical. They'll be singing and dancing, whether he's a serious part of this or not. Or maybe that's his role in this movie is to bring is to bring some gravity to what's otherwise a really kind of silly premise. Um, but it sets a very interesting tone for the movie that surprised me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I agree that this does not need to exist at all, but there's more pieces on the board that pointed to a positive direction that I would have guessed, if that makes sense. There's more more talent behind this than I would have expected. Yes. One of the things that concerns me is that I can't find anything about who's doing the music for this. Mm. As I understand it, this film is a prequel to the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory story, and I think it's supposed to be a musical with singing and dancing. And the director, the person who's directing, as Fox mentioned, I don't think has ever directed a musical, and I can't find anyone (laughs) musically inclined attached to the project. So it's I don't know if they've written all the music and it's just like really tightly under wraps or if that part of this hasn't been developed, but that seems like a kind of big concern going into the movie at this point. (laughs) Maybe unrelated to Timothy Chalamet's casting, but I can't quite figure out how to rectify this whole project in my head right now. Sure. They could be leveraging, however, some existing material, right? The original film did have songs and they did make this into a musical in 2013. So there is stuff out there they could leverage, but to your point, Jill, that all takes place later. So they aren't prequel songs. Um, So I think it's an interesting point. All right. Well, that is it for movie news. And now it's time for trivia brought to both of you by me. And we are not done talking about the chocolate man, Willy Wonka. We're going (laughs) to do some trivia on that. Um, So I have several questions here, multiple choices. I like to do it. Um, The first question is this. For both versions of the film, you got to think about both the the older and the newer, uh, which of the following people was not considered to play Willy Wonka? 
Is it A, John Cleese? B, Fred Astaire? C, Nicolas Cage? D, John Travolta? Or E, Jim Carrey? Wow. Jill, do you have a guess? I'm going to say Nicolas Cage. I'm going to say John Travolta. The correct answer is John Travolta. Nick Cage was actually attached to the project for a while. Um, but but eventually got bored and left wow. recording. John Cleese really wanted the role. Um, oh, but he would have been great. Both times. I should, both, both times. times. He wanted it, yeah, actually. he would have. He's excellent. Speaking of which, while the producers had a whole list of people to play Willy Wonka, Burton did say that Johnny Depp was his first uh, first choice. However, Burton later said if Depp was unavailable, uh, Burton had a backup plan and would have instantly given the role to his second choice. Who was whom? Was it A, Michael Keaton, B, Robert De Niro, C, Will Smith, D, Patrick Stewart, or E, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Wow. Chris, do you want to guess first? My first instinct, even before you gave the answers, was Michael Keaton. That may be wildly off. Jill? I'm just going to go with Patrick Stewart. Both of those people were on the producer's short list. However, there was only one second name on Burton's list, and it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wow. I am not making that wow. up. He would have given the role to him. I don't know if he would have taken it. I don't know where that came from. Remember, this was a while. He was not The Rock. You know, yeah. the, the movie story was yeah. that What was his candy did choice. he eat to become Gene Wilder later in life? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's quite... That's quite a question. But our, every name I've mentioned so far was in consideration at some point during the process. Speaking wow. of people in consideration, with the remake, one director almost sat in the chair before Tim Burton took the job. And it was which of the following? A, Martin Scorsese. B, Terry Gilliam. C, Steven Spielberg. D, Kevin Smith. Or E, Joel Schumacher. Joe, you're first on this one. I'm going to say Spielberg. Okay. I'm going to say Terry Gilliam. Nope. Unfortunately, the right answer was Martin Scorsese, who was wow. very interested in doing it, but chose to do The Aviator instead. Wow. But yes, right. he, was the, he, was, uh, he was really curious about it. Um, last question. Tim Burton knew he was the right person for the job after visiting the Roald Dahl estate and read some of the original manuscripts for Charlie the Chocolate Factory. In them, he discovered that one of the kids was originally named, and here are your choices, A, Puss. B, herpes, <laughs> C, pube, D, anus, or E, rectum. Again, I want to clarify, this is one of the kids' names in the original wow. book, but not in the final version. Chris, what do you think? I, I got to go pubes on this one. Wow. Yeah, it was pube P- singular, pube. but we'll, we'll accept it. Pube. Jill? I have read a lot of Roald Dahl. I'm going to say pus. It was, in fact, Herpes. Oh herpes God. was the name of one of the kids who was herpes. supposed to visit the, the chocolate factory and spread Did that mean something joy. different? No, it did so. not. It was actually, it was the joke he really wanted to make. Um, wow. This kid had been named that. Um, oddly, an editor didn't let it squeak in. I'm so surprised. <laughs> I'm so surprised for this wonderful kid's book. Man, in, All right, in, that is it for this week. In Go my, ahead. In my mind, that Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka movie was like, Five years ago, or something. It does not seem no. Does not seem that long ago. It's 2005 that movie came out. That was forever yeah, ago. It's old. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So clearly, we need more Wonka. Um, <laughs> but we're getting <laughs> it because I think Taika Waititi is doing a Netflix animated version 
Uh, yeah, well. yeah Wonka, I heard that too. Uh-huh. There's a lot of Wonka verse out there. Yes, that we didn't even get into that, and I honestly don't want to. I'm Wonka out. Um, it's but, a world uh, of pure imagination yeah. out there, folks. Apparently, <laughs> no. It's actually the exact opposite of that. Considering they keep mining the same <laughs> S over and over again, it's the exact opposite of that. Um, the everlasting right, gobstopper of. Everlasting mm. gobstopper. I'm not. You're not going to let me end this show, are you? Never. You let me know when you're ready. It's you a short keep show. We Wonka, have we'll time. How's it going, y'all? <laughs> no, that is it. Is it for this week's show, <laughs> listeners? We love hearing from you. A question or comment? Write to us at mailgeekscholars.com or find us on social media. A special thanks, as always, to LRM Online, The Front Porch, Anna Vogelzang, and the 440 Alliance. We encourage you to subscribe to the Geek Scholars Movie News Podcast through the LRM Online Podcast channel, which you can find on Opt Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, give us a review, hopefully positive. Until next time, this is Fox. And Chris. And Jill saying, the narrative is one big circle, like a cinnamon roll, not a straight line pointing to the nearest exit. I don't know that line. This is from Mank. Wow. Okay. Mank? Yeah. Yep. He was talking about the right. He was talking about writing Citizen Kane. <laughs> How oh, it was like yeah, a cinnamon really roll. That's appropriate for this, week, for, <laughs> this, for, for this week's show. Very. I don't know why I was thinking about Mank this week. <laughs> clearly. That's funny. All right. Well, on brand. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.